0: It's episode 196 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with the owner and CEO of the Social Butterfly Media Consulting, Yvonne Vidal. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we were just talking about your name, and you're like, I go by an alias, and if anybody follows you on Facebook, which you have 7,000 followers, you did an intro (laughs) the other day where you're like, I know my profile is Yvonne Bonnie, but that's not my last name. That's a nickname.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. So I kind of um, have developed this weird alias via social media. So my name is Yvonne, right? My birth name is Yvonne. My last name is Vidal, like Vidal Sassoon. It's so beautiful. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. My middle name is actually not even Bonnie. Like, Bonnie isn't really in there. Um, My middle name is actually Marie. Okay. So hear it here first in episode 196. I've never said that anywhere else. My name is Yvonne Marie Vidal. Um, So I used to be Avila. That was um, when I was married. I um, was married for about six years and I was Avila. Mm -hmm. Um, Where Bonnie comes from is pretty much um, when I was adopted at birth and my mom and dad could not decide what they wanted to name me. So my mom wanted Yvonne and my dad wanted Bonnie. And my mom won, but my dad still got his way and called me Bonnie. And a lot of people are named Yvonne and Bonnie that I've learned. Yes. Um, They get called that, like, by their nickname. And the way it works in my life is, like, if you come up to me, um, you know, in the community and people are like, oh, hey, Yvonne. I'm like, oh, hi. Whether I know you or not, like, you know me, right? And then if somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, what's up, Bonnie? And I'm like, oh, crap, who are you? Like, if you call me Bonnie, it's like, my high school people call me Bonnie. My family, really, really close friends will call me Bonnie. So that's kind of like my Madonna differential as far as like, well, what is your damn name?
0: <laughs> well, it was great to me that you went and actually cleared it up for people on Inst- or uh, Facebook, I guess it was. Because um, that yeah. helped me out because I knew I wanted to reach out to you. And I knew I knew your last name from the women's conference last year because you were a speaker so i knew i knew your name but i saw you as yvonne bonnie and so it was kind of like a mental trickery like i had to like wait a minute let me look her up and of course on your so the social media i'm sorry the social butterfly media consulting website um your name is there so you're you're the forefront for the business so if anybody's ever confused they can always hit that website up
1: Yeah. And so I I always wanted to run my personal brand and my personal like persona in tandem with my, with my business. Right. So I'm always very upfront about who I am and who they're working with. And like the majority of the people are like, they can go get services somewhere else, but they're coming to me because it's me. Yes, And just learning that over and over again has caused me to put myself in that forefront of saying, no, you're in the right place. This is me. And um, it, it runs in tandem with
0: my my marketing agency. And you have really nailed that, I feel. So you've been, and I feel like we're kind of jumping around, or, or I'm a little bit ahead of myself, but you've been in the business since 2012.
1: Right. So um, my son was born in 2012. Wow. And um, my son, Noah, who is now 11, um, was born 26 weeks gestation. He was born a micro preemie. He had open-heart surgery five days old, and he had something called a PDA ligation, which is a revolutionary open-heart surgery that goes in through the wing of the back for an infant. Um, we went into the hospital with severe pains. I had severe pre- preeclampsia, and what happened is that I was toxic. So in a matter of 10 days, I went from the picture of a perfect pregnant girl to a completely toxic um pregnant woman that was in jeopardy and the child was in jeopardy. My pulse was a 27. Um, they were like, and I really don't know how I was still functioning at that time when I went in. But, um, you know, they said immediately, like your baby's coming today. And I'm like, I'm 26 weeks. I haven't even had my glucose test. We're not even sure if it's a boy. Oh
0: my God.
1: Um, It was pretty, it was traumatic. Um, and so my son was born um, very premature, two and a half pounds, um, immediately and went into the NICU. I was on a magnesium drip for a long time. I was in the hospital for a long, long time. My son was in the NICU for nine weeks. And um, during that time, I was a social worker. So I served individuals with special abilities or special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working for Medicaid and I ran out of PTO and then being in the NICU as long as I was, um, we were very poor. Like I, I didn't work. And then my ex-husband at the time was an accountant making medial amount of money. And um, you know, we, there wasn't a lot of money. And when I had gotten out of the hospital, it, my car had been impounded. It had been repossessed. And so I was a desperate new mother body in shambles. I was a hundred pounds overweight. Um, and I was just, just went into like, screw it. Like I need to make this work. I need to figure this out. Um, so I answered, uh, so I went online and I was looking at jobs on Craigslist. Do you remember? Oh gosh. Uh, yes. Was the thing, right. Yes. So I answered uh, an ad for, um, a door knocker for a painting company and, um, I call them, they set up the interview, and you had to walk five miles a day um, and leave little door hangers on the doors. And I was like, well, I'm overweight, I need to lose weight, you know, this will be a good thing for me. (laughs) And so basically, they called, they set up the interview, and they told me the company, and it was what it was. And I started doing some research, and, like, everything I found online was, like, weird, like, dead links. Um, It was a lot of, like... um, links leading nowhere just inconsistencies in the number and so I went to the meeting and I met with a man named Robert Whipple and he was the lead of the company and he interviewed me and then he was like do you have any questions and I said I don't really have any questions but I have a couple things I want to point out to you and it was just that overachiever in me like
0: (laughs) I love this though
1: And so I ended up having a copy of my notes for him and a copy for me. And I said, we're going to go through this. And then he like stops me and he was like, hold on. And he gets two ladies on the phone. And then he was like, "Um, listen to this girl. And he puts me on speaker and I'm going over all the things I found. And they told him like, we know, we know all these things are broken, but we don't know how to fix it. And they've been this way for a while. And Robert Whipple was just like, all right, well, I'll call you tomorrow. And I was like, fine. So next day he calls me and he's like, I have some really bad news. You didn't get the job, but you're our new marketing manager. And whatever you found, you're going to fix it. And I don't care what you have to do, what you have to go to. You're, whatever you found, you're going to fix it. And I'm going to pay you double.
0: Wow.
1: And he just saw something in me and he was like, if you were able to find it, you're going to be able to fix it and be relentless in not fixing it. And Robert Ripple's is a great man. He's one of those like take you under his wing and ask nothing of you men. But he has to see something in you to pour into you kind of men. Absolutely. And I was very skeptical because, I mean, they, like, you know, it was an obscene amount of money for something I had no expertise in.
0: That's what I was going to um, ask. So at this point, did you have your degrees?
1: Yeah, so I had a master's in in psychology. I had just finished it before getting pregnant. Um, But I was in social work, and that's what I was doing with it. I didn't really consider business as, like, you know, the sector to go into. Um, And so at this time, I'm still a social worker. I'm still, like, broke as a joke. And um, I'm trying to make it as a brand-new mom trying to get milk consistently going for a baby who's in the NICU that I don't have and I'm dealing with all the changes in my body, postpartum depression. My ex-husband had twin baby girls that I was convinced in my head were out to get me and hated me. Isn't Um,
0: postpartum just insanity? Like people don't even realize how much it affects every aspect of your entire mind.
1: It really does and honestly those days of postpartum for me like were a little bit more taboo and candid than it is now like it's more i feel like women now don't shame each other as much or i would hope that they're like hey guys i need help and and they have those resources and now it's a little bit more talked about because some heinous things have happened maybe um but in my day you know i didn't really know how to vocalize it and everybody was just like you're fine it'll be fine and it wasn't until that part of my life that i realized how full of crap these textbooks are for psychology because if you're in that really dark deep place of, of depression from that chemical imbalance that's caused by um postpartum there's nothing that's going to pull you out you literally have to be like strapped down and gotten through it because there's no reasoning like you're yep. you're going to do something crazy yep. and or not normal and these women are just made to endure
0: silently yes thank you so much okay first of all wow okay thank you for sharing that with me because what a I mean just challenging portion of your life that you experienced and yet you have a healthy son and you have a career that you were meant for and it's just You know, one of those things, and I feel like sometimes I feel like I don't mean it to sound like a jerk, but I feel like I can't help it sounding kind of like I'm a jerk. But these trials ultimately led to your being where you are, and that's not sugarcoating them in any way, because obviously I haven't been through what you've been through. But seeing you on the other side of it is just like, whoa, you know, it's such an impressive thing that I I don't know if I could make it through, you know, Um, you're just a force.
1: Well, and, you know... Seeing things now, even on my worst days, I try to stay as humble as possible. Like, you know, we're so blessed. And like, I'll tell my friends or my assistant and I'll be like, hey, there were days we prayed for this. We prayed for these days. Remember that even on the worst day and like we've had such a horrible day for whatever the reason, professionally, personally. I'm like, I prayed to be here. I'm I'm here because we manifested it so. And just remembering like I have been through hell I have watched my child grow outside of me and felt responsible that my body failed me in that. I have, you know, healed myself through therapy, through holistic, through eating right through, you know, I'm a hundred pounds down from where I was in those days in every way, shape and form. I fought to
0: be here. Yes.
1: And so it's more about, you know, saying I've been to hell and back and this shit. Don't scare me.
0: Yes, exactly. Cause at this point it's like, I mean, you, you, you can take it on, you know, whatever it may be. Um, to to me, after having experienced what you've experienced, I mean, running a business and making it successful, it's like, bring it on. You got it. You, you got anything that comes your way.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, going, you know, going into a sector of business that I wasn't, you know, I was a social worker and I'm coming into marketing and- I mean, but you were literally, really
0: this found you. That is what blows my mind. I mean, you essentially- were uh, guided to give your input on something. And this person said, hey, this is what, you know, they help direct you. I love that so much.
1: Oh, well, there's more, I promise. I can't wait. Um, so I fixed everything. I did it well. And um, the company was named Southern Painting. And Southern Painting is a franchise. So there's a bunch of other owners. There's 27 locations, right? And everything's owned separately. So these owners um, started noticing that Corpus was doing well. And they would call me and they're like, hey, I need help with this. Or can you help me or whatever? And Robert Whipple got a wind of it. And he called me one day and he was like, hey, you're fired. You're fired. And I'm going to make you your own LLC or your own company. And you need to decide what you're going to name it. And then you're going to come back and you're going to contract with us and you're going to make your demands. Wow. Yeah. Big. Wow. So, um, uh, he fired me and he And, uh, he pretty much gave me my company. He gave me, um, the audacity to name my company, social butterfly. And at the time, um, People kept saying that phrase to me, like, oh, you're such a social butterfly, or you're so good in these, um, in these in these social situations, or like you really do just like leave all your love to people as you go, kind of yes. thing. And so I just kind of um said, Well, everybody keeps calling me this. And I had some reservations because I was like, I don't know, it sounds kind of girly, whatever. So I had like maybe a day or two to think about it. I was like, screw it, social butterfly, that's what I am.
0: It's perfect. And, and I love your, I, I guess I'm going to call it a motto or your tagline, but to join the metamorphosis, it's perfect.
1: Right. Because we're in an ever evolving digital um, evolution, right? Yes. Of a business. And it's like, if you don't get on, then you're going to be left behind. And it's yep. like, join us. I dare you. I I encourage you. Um, I implore you because if you don't, I've seen what happens and you know, that's business. Um, so anyway, I came back, I contracted with everybody and my first contracts of course sucked and Why? they allowed me to get ex- exploited <laughs> because you don't like, ha- you have to like set every parameter. Okay. You have to set, you know, what, what the extra fees are because as soon as you contract with somebody, they're going to milk you for everything you got. Yeah. And they're going to be like, well, it says in the contract that you're going to do this. And it's like, they're going to run you ragged for $25. Mm-hmm. Like you don't realize like how specific and how your contracting has to be in line. Right. Um, and I, like nobody had taught me that. And I had so many of them come back and bite me that I was like, all right, I'm learning. It's not a loss. It's a lesson coming back. My time is valuable. What do I need to put in place? And everyone got better and better and better. And, um, so, you know, in business with these business owners, yeah, you provide a service. You make some badass barbecue. You provide services at a med spa. You can inject people all you want. All these things about what you're in business for, nobody teaches you how to be a business owner. Nobody teaches you the back end, the logistics, the uniformity, the contracting, the monies. Um, and it's all those back end mistakes that will break you. You can do nails you know, beautifully all you want, but if your business sucks, like good luck yes. sustaining it, especially what we saw in COVID, right? Oh
0: gosh, yes.
1: <clears throat> so basically, um, you know, just getting better. And then those that those like owners started telling other people, their affiliates, roofers, electricians, I was staying in home improvement services because it was what I was good at. Meanwhile, yeah, I was getting more money. I got my life back together. I started working for Driscoll Health Plan. I was the lead transition coordinator for Driscoll Health Plan for seven years. Wow! Um, and I ran a team of seven, and in that seven-year bout with Driscoll, I had zero turnover. And um, that at that time, Driscoll Health Plan was located on the second floor of Wells Fargo Tower, mm-hmm. and Social Butterfly was located on the sixth floor of Wells Fargo Tower.
0: Wow. So Full I hate circle, to say
1: it and, and like my old bosses at Driscoll would probably be like, "What the hell?" But um, so every day I would go to work, and I would go be seen on the second floor and be like, "Hi, everybody!" and do my little emailing, and then I would disappear and I'd get in the elevator, go to the sixth floor, hold meetings for my company, meet with my team, and then like run back down to the second floor and be like, "Hey, guys! Did anybody ask for me?" And like, I. <laughs>
0: whoa okay you're a badass for being able to well, juggle both like spots
1: both companies, like and I mean my team was happy I wasn't perfect but you know my team taught me how to be a good boss in both sectors um, and how to be a leader because everybody's like oh I'm in leadership or I'm a good leader or whatever no like teaching yourself how to lay down for your team and say no that's on me how can I make you better what yes do you need from me? yes and, and and anybody that knows me now knows I'll go off if somebody's a bad boss because I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying but even and even now, like, you know, if I if if somebody tells me, Oh, you're so and so's boss, I'm like, no, no, no. I work for them. They run this ship. you know, and we serve our clients. I'm not anybody's boss. That's and beautiful. As long as you keep that mentality, then you're gonna you're gonna do well. If you say like, Oh yeah, I run this shit, it's like Well, you need to put your blood and sweat and tears into it. And you know that every day you're at the bottom. Yes. And you eat down and the pyramid starts with you. And then it's your team. And then it's your clients. And then it's their clients. And then, you know, you can say that that is a successful business model. But you're here and the pressure's on you. And if you're not willing to withstand all of this, then you're never going to make it.
0: Okay, there are so many uh, amazing things that you just said right there. So the way I would define your leadership is one that's uh, heavily influenced by project management and that servant leadership. So even though you are, quote unquote, the boss, you are there to serve and get the resources for your team so that way they can be successful. So if, if there's a successful job, it's, it's the team's success. Um, right. Absolutely. Right. Cr- crucial um, and such an important way to lead. Also, no turnover in seven years. I don't think I've ever heard of that. That is uh, very impressive.
1: So I was the first one of that whole like transition coordination piece that was hired. And um, they said, go build your team. And they said, these are your slots. Go build your team. So what I did is I went back into every sector of my social work experience, and I grabbed and handpicked everybody. And I sat with them in lunch and they said, Hey girl, have lunch with me. And I was like, I need a blind faith effort. How much are you getting? How much do you need? Come sit with me. And I can't really tell you a lot, but come build this. And it was really just people's blind trust in me that they came and they saw it for what it was. And they, we, we built it and we, we, we did it. I mean, we were able to transition medically needy children from the facility out into the community and keep them into the
0: community. Wow. Um, That's beautiful.
1: And that was kind of our role. We were also transitioning them from pediatric care to adult care because their pediatricians, their neurologists, all these peds were dropping them (laughs) like a bad habit and there was a lot of barriers to care. And these are some super medically needy children. So I was running that ship. And then at the same time, Social Butterfly was like your well-kept secret. I wasn't advertising. So quick question um, for you.
0: Were you the only one running Social Media Butterfly or had you hired on help at this point? I had,
1: I had two other girls, right? And they were just like collateral girls. And one girl um, had messaged me like on LinkedIn. And she said like, I have my own marketing company, but nobody wants to work with me. And I don't really know what to do. And can I just kind of sit with you for a while? And I was like, yeah, like I have plenty to do, girl. I'll feed you. And I taught her my processes and there was something else that bit me in the butt. Because now if you apply with Social Butterfly and I make you an offer package, you will sign an MNDA, a mutual non-disclosure agreement. Mm -hmm. And you will sign a non-compete clause saying you can't solicit any of my clients for two years. And back then I wasn't doing that. And so those first hires, like one of them actually made her own marketing company and, you know, ended up, she, she now sits next to me. Like I respect her. Um, it wasn't anything malicious. It was just something I couldn't hold her to. Right. And her and I actually like separated ways because um, she wasn't LGBT friendly. Oh. She was just, you know, we were getting contracts that um, were having her, Go against what her beliefs are. And to me, it's like, no, this is your job. If I, you know, if we take on this promise to this client, I don't care if you like it or not, you need to remove your like beliefs in it. And this is the job and this is the money. Um, And she just, she really couldn't go there and I couldn't really ask her to. I respected her for her decision. So, you know, we went separate ways. Uh Um, But that, those were my first attempts at having the audacity to ask for help in the business load that I was getting at the time. Uh, I was still at Driscoll and basically COVID started rumbling and we were put into some very dicey situations for healthcare. And Um, I actually caught COVID and the first, you know, variant. Yes. And I caught it so bad. Like there was a whole week of time that I couldn't tell you
0: what happened. Oh my God.
1: It was bad. I have so many stories of that week from me having COVID. Like I probably should have been hospitalized. A rescue inhaler given to me by my medical director at the time saved me. Um, It was, it was crazy. And, you know, they gave you all this time off to recoup. And like, I had all these residual side effects and stuff. And it had been like two, three months. And I was like, I don't want to go back. I don't think I want to go back because they didn't have a plan. It was messy. We were, I was, you know, and so I, I, and then at the same time, social butterflies getting all these calls. Everybody needed signage, everybody needed management, everybody needed to make a statement to reopen and uh, declare themselves as an an essential service. So like everything was good over here. And then Driscoll was like my, you know, my, um, uh, what I had bought into it was deteriorating. And so I was like, "Mm -mm, I think I'm just gonna not go full time for Social Butterfly, I think I'm just gonna take the, the leap. And so I cashed out my 401k, and I poured everything I could and I went live for Social Butterfly. And it's I feel like I turned on the lights and I went, here we are. Yes. And everyone always says, like, I feel like y'all came out of nowhere.
0: I feel the same way because I'm like, how? First of all, you're everywhere, right? You're such a presence. Like, if anybody meets Yvonne, if you've ever seen her on social media, which, by the way, if you're not following her on social media, we'll plug her handles in a bit. Um, you'll never forget Yvonne, period. Okay? So when I – because I first heard about you – Uh, at the West Women's Conference so all the promos for that I'm like who is this like I need to be following her but agree it seemed like boom suddenly here's Social Butterfly Media Consulting and they're running the game kind of thing it's cool to see
1: right and I mean we you know we had some pretty big contracts coming on and um and then doing it being able to fulfill them successfully because it's one thing to sign the ink it's another thing to be like but what'd you do with it right um and we didn't hit a lot of home runs we did hit some but some of them didn't work out for whatever reason but we had that audacity to dare to strike out where people had
0: said no that's good I love that being you know being uh open to striking out that's beautiful
1: yeah like this didn't work and yeah. you know they fired me I have fired them you know I had some owners acting badly to where I was felt like I was doing more damage control than help mm-hmm. and it's like if if your internal business processes aren't solidified if you call me to come meet with you and consult with you and your voicemail is full I'm sorry but I, I you need to work on yourself it's like yep. dating right it's like I'm sorry <laughs> man, like, I'll put this back on you and um, you need to work on yourself, and your business is sick, right? So it's like I there is nothing I'm going to come in and add that's going to fix you, that's exactly. going
0: to fix that. Exactly, exactly. Because I think people are like, oh, uh, marketing. And, and don't get me wrong. If, uh, obviously, if, if you have all your ducks in a row business-wise, like you just said, marketing can really take you to the next level. But if something's broken internally business-wise, putting like a beautiful bow and like a beautiful message is not going to fix the internal issue.
1: And they always tell me like, oh, well, I want exposure and get me more leads. I want more leads. Here's some money. And it's like, no, no. What are you doing for yourself? What have you done for your community? Yes. And it's about alignments. You know, people spend their money and keep their money close. Like, what are are you doing to demand or get your place in that conversation? Um, So, you know, I'm really like these days when I get my calls or I get my leads, I'm really careful about who I align with. Um, I, I say no a lot, but I don't burn a bridge. I'm Mm -hmm. always like, these are the things I would like to see before, um, we do business. So I need you to do X, Y, and Z and come back to me. Yes. And sometimes they do, and it's a whole new ball game and I would love to help them. Sometimes they're just spinning their wheels or they eventually go out of business or somebody else, some other marketer comes in and thinks they can save the day, grab some money, and then it doesn't work out. So I'm like, Ooh, I dodged a bullet on that one. Yes. Um, Trust your I've gut. seen all kinds of scenarios in the, in the amount of time I've done business.
0: I believe it. Well, and something that, so whenever, if anybody visits, um, social butterfly media consulting, the website or the, the, uh, Instagram, there is like kind of a breakdown of your attributes. One of which that I really like, it says that you spent millions of branding dollars. So you know what works and right. that makes you very very valuable as a marketer.
1: Right, so my ex-husband was actually an accountant, right? So I'm the ex-wife of an accountant. I'm a numbers-oriented person. Um, I always had those appreciations for those KPIs, those key point indicators Mm -hmm. that tells me, did this work? And is there something above the the numbers that we should be looking at? And so that's 100% correct. I have spent millions of dollars that worked and then also as a brand builder, building brands from the ground up, from scratch, seeing some of them go and make millions and seeing them go millions in debt.
0: Wow. You know,
1: and, and that's the thing, like you just never know, you never, um, uh, like when someone comes to you with a business plan and you're like, this will never work, right? Um, or they come to you with a business plan, you say no for whatever reason, you You're scared, you're apprehensive, you don't see the bigger picture. And then you're like, damn, I missed that boat. And up being like the next big thing, right?
0: No, but that's okay. Like that all comes with the experience that you have because you have over a decade of experience doing this kind of work. I mean, to have you on the team is um, really, really important like with your knowledge base so i mean y'all you guys offer things like brand building which you said so you've actually helped build 38 brands that may be more now because i saw the list and it said 38 i believe if that's correct but i mean you guys do like seo y'all do logos um y'all do social media management i mean y'all run the gamut so did y'all come out the gate doing offering all those services or have you slowly started adding to your repertoire to offer you know your clients
1: so we're start, we've started to add as the demand continues, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
1: um, and, and in the beginning, I got to a point where I was only offering like digital design and social media management, right? Yes. But the thing is that like people keep coming back to me to do these other services because it's me. They're like, because you'll get it done. And it's just going back to that Robert Whipple conversation of like you're relentless and you'll figure it out. And I believe in that. And so people will come to me and say, have you ever done this? And I said, no, but I'm willing to learn. Yes. And I'm like, if you're willing to give me the grace to learn with you. Um, And that's one of the things about me. I never keep my owners stupid. A lot of marketers will be like, well, don't tell him how to do this because then he's not going to need us.
0: Wow. And
1: I will invite them to sit next to me and be like, let's look at this. I want to show you how to do this. If Yvonne dies in a car accident, I want you to be empowered but I want you to still have me handle this for you because you A, trust me, and B, you're wearing too many hats anyway. Yeah. So empower them, educate them, but allow them to delegate.
0: For sure. No, to me, that that's a perfect scenario. And that also, to me, including the client um, or keeping them knowledgeable in the process is very helpful. On the social media website, you, first of all, so much really important information that we're going to get into some details in a little bit. But one post that y'all made was, uh, what what was it what do people think is easier than it actually is and the answer was content creation so a lot of people mm-hmm. just assume like oh you post on social media that must take no time and like whatever but if you include the client and or make them aware of the process I feel that there's more respect there for the amount of work that you put into uh, marketing their business
1: right and I mean Right now, like we're running 64 contracts all over the U.S. How Whoa. many social media posts
0: is that a week? Right? Whoa. How many social media posts are- Well, actually, real quick, but I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to ask. So you aren't necessarily primarily focused in the coastal bend. I mean, y'all have reach across the United States.
1: Right. So we have Atlanta, Georgia. We have New Orleans. We have Sarasota, Florida. We have Tampa, um, Fort Worth. Oh, my God. I have so much business in Fort Worth. Fun, fun fact. I actually helped the mayor of Benbrook, Texas, get elected. So I ran his mayoral campaign in Benbrook, Texas, and then he won. And then I became one of the preferred vendors for their chamber of commerce over there. Wow! Um, and that's how I ended up getting a bunch of people over there. Yes. But um, congratulations. Yeah, and that's why these local marketers here in Corpus, like, I clap for them. I sit next to them. I don't get intimidated by them. I want them to learn. I want them to get better and help me serve this community. Because I'm like, guys, my 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 buck starts outside these city limits anyway. Yes. There's nothing y'all are going to do that's going to touch me. And it's not an intimidation. It's more of a, if y'all want to step in and help, or if you guys want to grow, or whatever, then they can answer those local calls. And I love my community. I love downtown. My office is downtown. I'm heavily ingrained in downtown. Um, But that's not to say the rest of, corpus and the rest of the U.S. doesn't deserve love too, you
0: know? Absolutely. Well, and that's something I wanted to touch on. I'm glad you brought it up. You are so involved in the community. I mean, you are posting about local events like Art Walk and y'all social, I always want to say social media, Social Butterfly Media Consulting was a sponsor for Mural Fest. Y'all did a... um, what was Hospitality, sponsorship. Hospitality sponsorship, um, so y'all are involved there, and then, you know, to tie back to your links of helping those um, with uh, disabilities in your past, you guys are involved with Special Hearts in the Arts, and so, I mean, you really do encompass, like, what it means to be the kind of business owner that we want in our community. Like, I'm so grateful for you to be here, and so why is it important for you to, to give back in that kind of way?
1: Um, special, special ability people have such a, a big place in my heart because of what I did, right? I love that population. I used to help a lot with like a nonprofit that does homeless outreach as well. I love, you know, our, our nomadic friends. Um, and I, I think it's a humanitarian in me. It's a social work in me. Um, I am probably one of the rare people that have sat with a homeless man and a millionaire in the same day. And something that I'm noticing of both conversations is that both of them want the same things. Both of them want to be seen, both of them want to be heard. Um, And it's a little bit of luck and and a little bit of like the hand dealt to you. That means the difference between either place. and just seeing the humanity in the millionaire sitting there, he can't find his wife, he doesn't know where she's at, and he's tired, and the maid moved his things, and he's got a trip to Dubai that he doesn't want to go to. And then seeing the homeless man who is actually not upset at all, and he's very nomadic, and he has what he needs, and he enjoys his freedom, and he doesn't have society imposing norms on him, and he's hes happy. And why is the millionaire so unhappy? Right. And, you know, just seeing like those like things that like from the outside in and these tangibles, it's like, Oh, he has everything he ever want And Oh, poor him. And it's like, we don't really know what happens in people's lives, you know?
0: Absolutely. And what a refreshing take, uh, and perspective because often people have the snap judgments, right? Um, they see a person and immediately determine their entire life star- story and how they must be feeling and that kind of thing. Um, what you just said is so important and I really it's resonating and you know, you have a master's in psychology. Do you find that that, and I know that you said it under certain, Um, topics that those books don't really know what they're talking about, for instance, with postpartum depression. But in this uh, instance where you're, you know, interacting with individuals from different walks of life, not to mention being able to anticipate a client's needs through your business. Do you find that this master's degree has has uh, helped you like built a foundation for you to be so successful?
1: It does. It teaches me how to influence people um, and in all different ways, like what causes an influence, like the bandwagon effect, mm-hmm. right? And, and for example, if it says, well, me and all these girls in the Women's Entrepreneur Society have joined over here, do you want to come? And it's, it's that FOMO, right? It's that fear of missing out. And it's like, well, damn, if everybody's doing it, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, psychology has helped me a lot. One of the most interesting classes that I took was the, the psychology of beauty, And it was so interesting to me about what is beautiful in society, according to that society. Yes. There was one tribe that idolized really obese women. And the reason they were idolizing obese women is because it showed like fertility. And they were so scarce in food and resources that to be ob- obese in that society was seen as rich. So the girls as young as 12 would be kept in the tents and fed lard and not let to walk. So they could fatten them up so they could be quote unquote beautiful. Yes. And just seeing like all of those like daunting social norms and then learning like American beauty and how symmetry of the face you know, for makes you beautiful or a skinny waist innately for men because they want to like plant their seed and they know for sure there's not a baby in there if you have a skinny waist. Yes. So they're like, I want to put my seed in that. And why that's like, you know, tempting for a man. Yes. All those like psychological thing. Now, is that every man? Mm -hmm. No. Some of them, you know, have distinctions, but um, just really learning like the different ways people think.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, you have found a way to incorporate that into really benefiting your client's business, Um, because I know that part of and actually I I wanted to ask you um, if I were a business wanting to work with you, you know, how, how, how would that interaction go? But something that you do that I think is really neat is you help your clients pinpoint who their target audience is. Because I think a lot of times businesses are kind of just like, they they don't even think about it. They don't really know. They're like, I just offer this really great service or this really great product and the end, you know? But if I were a small, or a, just a business, and I'm like, I need help marketing, what would be, how would the consultation go? Or is there a con- consultation? What's the process?
1: So I am who I am. Right. And I'm just very careful. So as soon as somebody reaches out, please know that I immediately go stalk you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just like, like building your knowledge base. <laughs> I love unapologetically, that.
1: Unapologetically, I'm going to look at everything. Uh, I'm going, I'm going to Google you. Right. And I really make a decision about, cause sometimes it's messy. Sometimes, yes, your business is successful, but you and your personal, like, your what you're saying does it's not that i like it or don't like it it's not about that it's do i align yes right oh that's perfect beliefs that i'm like "Ah, i don't go there i'm not going to go there and locally like i won't touch local politics Mm -hmm. yes i got the mayor elected over there but i don't i won't touch local politics things like that if people ask me what color i am i'm like i'm purple i'm neutral (laughs) (laughs) um because i'm not going to alienate myself right and my opinions don't have any place in this for business yes um But I I I stalk them and then and then and I'm not gonna not answer them, but I always um, find out a little bit more, find out more about what their needs are. There's two real businesses here. There's Yvonne, the business marketing strategist. Yes, where you can book a one-on-one session with me, ongoing, and it doesn't even have to be structured as far as like every Monday at two o'clock. It could be like whenever on a whim of like, hey girl, I have some things in my head. Because I have a lot of people who are like, hey, let me take you out for coffee and I wanna pick your brain about something. My expertise, my business knowledge is worth something. Yes, And I monetize that. And and so when people say like, oh, I'm gonna buy you a cup of coffee and I'm gonna hold you hostage for an hour and give you all my, and get um, business advice from you. I'm like, oh, okay, so it sounds like you need a business marketing strategy session. I would love to provide that to you, and it's this much an hour, and just let me know what your schedule is, and I'll get you those payment
0: options to retain your spot. Wow. And I
1: run a business for myself, because everybody wants, I mean, they they don't do it maliciously. They don't realize that, like, this is a business that you're paying for 10 years of experience. Yes. And if you want to bounce something off of me we're officially classes in session
0: yes okay if you care
1: about yvonne as like who i am and who i'm dating and whatever it is and girlfriend talk that's something else i'm I'm of course not gonna charge you for that i'm not like you know there's an arrogance in that but if we're going into like me potentially making you money then i'm sorry but you know it, it this is this is a business we're running and we're not running a charity here so um, you know, as gaudy
0: as, <laughs> as that sounds, that's- no, no. I, pardon my French. Fucking love this. I do because you don't see many women advocating for themselves in this kind of way. So when I come across a woman like you, I'm like, yes, this is how it should be. It's 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 not you being unfair. It's you being, hey, what I bring is valuable. Okay, and come correct, right? If if you're wanting to access the knowledge. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like, I I wish I heard this from more people. I mean, women in particular, but people... 90%
1: Ninety percent of the time, I really don't have to go there. They'll start the conversation with, "Please let me know how much for your time." Perfect. And they are becoming they respectful, and they know. Perfect. Like they're like that. I pretty much am running a business, right? Because it's just the same over there. Um, and so there's Yvonne, the business marketing strategist that could come in as a contract liaison or a consultant, or you can hold me hostage for an hour and pick my brain. That is my business. That's my persona. Yes, a lot of people trust me. Um, you know, and not everybody's my friend. I do have some people that I'm not their fader, favorite in the community for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I, I really am so laser focused. I really have my head so far, like, you know, in the gauntlet with shutters that everybody makes noise and it is what it is.
0: It is what it um, is.
1: And then social butterfly, if you are seeking that, you know, social media management, web development, logo, branding, um, you know you want a local package, things like that, then I'll have a quick discovery call for you. Or if you reach out and the contact comes in that says like social media services, whatever it is, you'll get a call back from myself, my assistant or my project manager, Mm -hmm. and they'll qualify you. We have a qualifying thing that we're gonna ask you. And then if it fits the parameters, then we'll schedule um, for the proposal to go out. Once a proposal goes out, then um, and it's all via Adobe Sign, um, they sign on for the things they want, we schedule them for their preliminary meetings, and then we onboard.
0: Okay, so the best way to um, get more information is that to fill out the form on the website?
1: Yeah, they can do that, they can text me, they can call me. Um, One of the fun facts that everybody kind of ends up going, oh shit about, is that my personal profile, Yvonne Bonnie. My personal Instagram, social butterflies, both all the digital assets, is not run by me.
0: I was that was a question of mine. Thank you for clearing this up. Even your Facebook? Yep. What? Facebook.
1: And they are scheduled posts. Because people were like, how the hell did you just post as you're this meeting in front of me? Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> my stuff is meticulous. Who would I be if I didn't run If I didn't practice what I preached. Agree. Like, and so I have creators, right? Like I'm running a team of 12 right now um, who run my personal brand, who run. And so that's why when I get certain DMs, like, you know, people want to holler or
0: be inappropriate.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. But I'm like, please, know, my whole team saw that. Yeah,
0: that's hilarious.
1: All of this, this, like, dang girl or whatever it is, right? I mean, you know, I'm a single woman. People know that.
0: Uh, and, and beautiful. Um, my goodness, your pictures. I mean, I get it. I get why your inbox would be flooded. So funny.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and, and I had one guy, for example, that um, one day he put emojis and he put he put three tacos. And the one of my contact creator, wow. my engagement specialist, sent it to me in the group chat. And she was like, this guy just sent you. <laughs> like, it was two tacos and flowers, right? And so I went in there and I asked him and I was like, tacos? And then he was like, yeah, I know all these guys are sending hearts so I wanted to be different and send tacos. (laughs) So I sent it back to the team and the team was like, it's not even Tuesday. Ill, <laughs> like it was hilarious. But it, I mean, guys have no shame. Um,
0: no, the, and, and the DMs are wild. Cringe. Yes, it's even
1: more cringe when you know they're married or you know they're in their relationship, and it's like okay.
0: Yeah, but I'm like, yeah. it's 2023. Like, what are y'all doing? But like you said, there there is no shame. It it uh it blows my mind what people do behind the curtain of the social media and the you know the keyboard warriors and that kind of thing. But in any case. Um, but I had no idea that ultimately you you have people right like right. helping you out. Yeah, that is a no, really like, cool. Think about it this
1: way: I went to an event, you know, um, and so, you know we take pictures the best we can. We grab content for reels, but everything has to be color popped, you know, contrasted. There's bad lighting, you know, and, and um, you know if somebody catches you in a bad pose like you know a lot of people edit their photos I'm unapologetic about it mm-hmm. if I need to relight myself I will um but mean in person and it's not like well who the hell is this and who's this is online like right. I try to stay authentic right
0: yeah you are um
1: and so you know think about it this way you went to an event you're exhausted and you have to make the statement that you were there because it's like it's trending right now and like in two days when you finally get to it it's not going to be it's like really she's going to post about it now Um, So, uh, and then we're putting it all together, we make reels, things like that. And so, you know, I'm I'm in real time capturing this stuff. I drop it in a Dropbox, my content person goes in, and they're fixing everything, and then we go to our AI, which we were one of the first ones to use AI. I've been beating the AI drum for years now, and finally people are listening. So go to AI. We make our copy, you know, make it pretty, and then it gets released. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I posted, into my phone all <laughs> my notifications go off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. And I mean, sometimes it is me. Sometimes you know, I throw a story in there. Yeah, and, you know, or or oh, I get this so much, and I feel so damn bad. People are like, hi, I'm so and so, and I'm like oh, okay, it's so nice to meet you. And she's like, you don't know who I am? And I'm like, she's like, you like my pictures every day and you said my thing was cute. Or, she, And am I supposed to know this person? And it's that my person who's in my accounts has been loving her photos Oh or leaving comments and yes. they think it's me,
0: Wow. whether it's
1: Social Butterfly or Yvonne. Right. And she's like you oh you didn't see that or she'll be they'll mention something like oh did you see this and it's remember you commented this and I'm thinking in my head like no Sh-. like no I didn't <laughs> oh my god but how do you explain that?
0: right like, like, but I
1: mean once like it, it, was, it was my account but it wasn't me and I love that I'm meeting you and you know not to be in a well I don't know who the hell you are kind of way but in a very like let me relearn you like let me let me figure out who you are um and then I'll go back and I'll be like, damn, that looked bad. But I, I don't really know how to to bypass that because, you know, we're working with algorithms. Right. And we're trying to keep accounts active and we're practicing what we preach right. as far as engagement.
0: Yeah, it's it's business. Yeah. And um, no, I, to me, it's a means to an end. Like, I don't, I don't think you have to explain that at all. But see, I, have, I had a question for you, right? Because obviously you're on top of it when it comes to all the new um assets that social media has to offer or technology um the way technology evolves how do you stay on top of all this because the social media oh my god I do it every time the social butterfly instagram is always posting like these are the IG updates you can expect and you'll be able to do this on Facebook and all this kind of stuff how do y'all keep up with that
1: so we are the only Google preferred vendor in a 50 mile radius um, we belong to several exclusive groups of fellow marketeers, um, that come out with these platforms. And sometimes we even get the platforms that approach these groups to beta test us. Wow. So, um, it's like, we know, we know what a beta, which means like they're thinking about making this change and then we'll get notification that like it released. Um, we're part of several panels, consortiums. Um, all over the U.S. of fellow marketeers who are current, like you know, working to catch their customers up with the trends as well. Like when Threads got released, yes, we were like, "Oh my!" Or then Twitter went to X, um, and it was just me and all the other social media people in there chilling, like, "Hey guys, you <laughs> want to this, right?" Um, yeah. And, I mean, I have my hypothesis as far as, like, you know, what's next as well. And I'll throw it to my team and be like, hey, did y'all see this? Like, I bet you this is what's next. Mm -hmm. And just staying on the cusp of it. um, But, honestly, like, as a business owner, I can't imagine keeping up with that because it's, like, they're evolving Google Analytics. um, We spend $10,000 $10,000 a month in just Google ads for our customers. It's a lot of money in, it's it is. a lot of money out. It's a lot it of tweaking is. of these ads and AB studies. Um, We um, run a lot in Facebook boosted ads as well. Um, and then Metasuite. So the way that you like assign an admin, the way that you interact as yourself and switch into uh, your profile, all hell breaks loose. Because they're just making these changes and nobody's teaching these business owners. And it's up to us as the marketeers to carry that torch and say, no, come to Jesus this is how we do it. <laughs> um, so. It is never a dull moment for sure.
0: No, without a doubt. But I mean, you and your team clearly have your finger on the pulse of, you know, the next step or the next upgrade or, or whatever it may be. And, and I can understand why your clients love having you as part of their team you know um, right
1: and I mean whether you're in contract with me or not um I will always help you like you know you have those horror stories of well I was the only admin in my page and my my personal account got hacked and I lost my group of a thousand people um and just like my feel for them like you've lost a digital asset that you have poured um, into for years, I I had somebody whose account was hacked, and she's like, I feel like I died because I I don't have anything to do, and I'm so disconnected, and now I don't know if events are happening. And she went a couple months without, and then had to eventually back, but had to start from scratch. Yeah, and she was talking about how her baby pictures of her kid who's in high school were in there that she doesn't have printed out. Oh
0: no, um,
1: and losing so many like things and. I always tell people, no matter how big you are, whether you're a star like Selena Gomez or you're a business owner, how these digital profiles, you're one spam bot away from oblivion of mm-hmm. like, everything's going to go away. And who are you outside of this digital market? What would happen if you had to rebuild? Yes. Um. What would you be losing? And- it, it it actually makes people go into a weird form of depression going back to that movie player one right yes um of these people connected to this digital world and finding worth and validation and the oasis sustenance. yeah yeah the, the oasis. oasis. So it, that's back to my psychology roots of like, what does it do when a person completely loses their ability to go online and gain this sense of belonging and validation based on what their timeline looks like?
0: That is deep. Oh my gosh. No, I mean, you you really are so multifaceted in how you approach your business. It is like incredible to watch. So one final question for you. This has been an incredible conversation. You are somebody who has experienced tremendous challenge and have transformed that into, you know, the life that you have now after much work. What advice would you give someone who is maybe at a low point in life, but really does have a big dream that they want to accomplish?
1: So I come across people like that all the time. Men are women. And if they have the spark, it's not something that you can teach them. Some people have it, and it's like, man, they were a born, natural-born hustler, and you can see it from a mile away that they are relentless, and they're just, and I call it their season, that you're just in that season of um, turmoil or trauma or um, feast and famine, you know, Um, and I usually can tell, like, where they're at in their season, or I can assure them that, like, you're just in a season. Like, it'll be over, and, and this isn't it your story is still getting written. Um, So for people that are really like downtrod or in a low point for whatever reason, it, I mean, it sounds really cliche to go into the just keep swimming thing, but it's a new day every day and peace. There's someone out there that's praying for the life that you have now, no matter how bad it is. And just continuing to stay true to who you are and what your goals are um, and be relentless. Let nothing stop you. And I'm a firm believer because, like, I'm a vampire, right? People are like, when do you ever sleep? <laughs> it's like, truly. It, it's like, what time do you wake up? What time do you go to bed? Um, and I, I I, don't know. I have this, like, thing for people that wake up at noon. And I'm like, Ew, why?" I mean, the best things happen to me be between 6 and 11. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell are you doing to sleep? <laughs> um, but, you know, I've met a lot of people in different seasons of their lives and some of them i've tried to help some of them i've got burned by helping and they know who they are and you know it it really is just about letting it go giving people grace and i think one of the things we started off talking about offline that we wanted to bring here that i just want to touch on super duper quick is therapy having the audacity to ask for help not only in business but personally so I see a therapist, you know, going through my divorce and realigning from a different, a lot of friends that I previously had and now getting into a whole new group of friends that are that have surpassed any of my expectations. Um, it, it does something to you, you know? And one of the biggest things that my therapist asked me when I signed on was, wow, like Yvonne serves so many people. Who serves Yvonne? And sitting there and not having an answer. Or saying, why can't Yvonne be alone? Why is that an issue right now? And figuring out that I didn't have to work on myself if I was working on
0: other people. Wow.
1: And so I kind of dug deep and went to work on myself. And now, I mean, in the last couple months, like I'm down 20 pounds. I have surpassed a lot of goals that I had. I am so blessed in business, my alignments are so um, crystal clear as far as what I want and where I'm going, that all that other stuff falls away. And the way that I see my previous life is like almost like a rocket. And when a rocket launches, there's some boosters that have to fall off along the way. And that's what happened. And they were there for a reason and a season and that's past. And now, you know, I've got my eye on different prizes, and I'm really excited for what the future holds.
0: That was such an incredible thing to hear, um, in your own words. And I am also extremely excited to see what's next for you and your business. And I'm so grateful that you kept your business here. Um, you are a pillar in the community, you're everywhere in the best possible way. And I just love to continue seeing you shine for anybody listening who is not following Yvonne or social butterfly media consulting, please do. It's on Instagram. Definitely. And Facebook. Is there a Facebook? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Facebook
1: and Instagram. Um, you can follow, um, social butterfly media. Um, that's what both of the handles are on. There's an underscore for the Instagram that's in the front of it. Um, and then if you find any one of those profiles, my um, personal brand is there too. And it cross pollinates over um, and, you know, feel free to add me and feel free to, you know, follow me. And some people are like, oh, I didn't want to add you. I didn't want to be weird. And it's like, no, like, I, I mean, it's not that I'm collecting followers, but it's more of like, I love to see your story. I want to cheer on, like, put me on your team. Um, and, and other people are winning. And I just want to, I want to witness that too, because I love clapping for others.
0: You really do. And uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight. And uh, I'm incredibly uh, grateful to have spent this time with you. Thank
1: you. You have a good night as well.